Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Uh, can you hear me? I just want to check. Can anybody hear me? Um, good evening. Yes, I can hear you. Good evening. Okay, yeah, um, my name is Mr. Uh, Uzo. Um, I'm one of the teams of uh, Inside Nollywood. So I'm going to like um, put you on hold before the proper person that is supposed to have an interaction with you will come. So I just want to officially welcome you, sir. So this is very... Uh, no, thanks. Kinda... I appreciate this. Fine. No problem. Okay. Okay, so just hold a little bit, sir. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Musa Sunusi Ahmad, and uh, I'm going to be uh, the moderator of today's session where we are hosting uh, one of the veteran Nigerian singer, influencer, and uh, I, I do believe uh, we will have a very fruitful conversation and get to know each other and get to know 
Dr. Seed as he debuted as one of the uh, amazing, amazing uh, director. I mean, a amazing singer-ton director. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Seed, you're welcome. Hi, Musa. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Hi, 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 hello. Hi, how's it going? Hi, Anna. Hi, everyone. Doing? Yeah, I'm good evening. My name is Choma Daniela. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you guys. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to talk about, you know, movies, film, Nollywood. If you hear some crackling in the background, it's because I'm fine planting as I'm doing this, uh, <laughs> this Twitter space. So, yeah. And no problem. You all know who we are talking to. We are online with one and the only Dr. Seed, the legend himself, the only icon himself. <laughs> it's nice to have you here, Dr. Seed. No, the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. Um, you know, I'm happy to be here and talk about, you know, a film and different things that I'm up to. For me, um, it's important to obviously speak about things like this because in Nigeria, not too many times people get to see other people pivot or change lane and try something new and yes. uh, you know i'm excited about about talking about that okay thank you sir once again um today's topic is um the story of order of things so we would like to know more about this movie titled the order of things so before we get there we want to like we want to get to know you we want you to introduce yourself introduce myself that's always a tough question to introduce myself because how do i introduce myself um dentist who turned musician who turned movie maker who is also a gamer uh, uh there's, a, there's a lot i mean i think introducing myself is is is, is i mean that's who i am I'm, I'm a man of many talents i like to express myself in different ways um i'm a father uh uh a passionate gamer and a big, big film critic. I think my passion for film came from my my genes. My father was the late uh, Justice Osiri, who was one of Nollywood's le legends, and uh, it's an honor for me to be able to create in the same space that he did, growing up in the film industry for so long. Uh, so you know, yeah. that's just I think, I think that's me in a nutshell. Okay. Probably should work on a better introduction, but that's what I have for now. questions uh where are we going so what do you want to yeah, know yeah what i want to know what inspired the order of things so what before, inspired the movie okay so before i get into um what inspired the order of things let me talk about um pretty much how i got into uh what would i say film so obviously, being a musician and having uh, a very successful music career, you know, at some point you always think about what's next. And yeah. I was one of those children that, if you put them in front of the TV like this, <laughs> you don't finish, <laughs> you know. But I also found that while I was watching TV, I wasn't just watching for entertainment. I was watching and learning. I was 
really engrossing to how these films were being made. You know, for me, it was a very exciting process to think about how somebody would take a camera, the camera angles, and all those kind of things. And this, I started from a very young age. You know, um, oh, so in about, I used to write stories. At one point in time, I think I tried to draw comic books because I was always interested in creating something to entertain people, which is probably why um, when I when I went to med- medical school to become a dentist, I ended up doing music. <laughs> You know, because entertainment um, has always been part of my genes and something that I'm, I have a very strong uh, passion for. So, um, in oh. 20, 2015, I um, obviously had uh, worked on directing a lot of a few of the music videos that were released on the Monkey's Records, and I was part oh. of Maven as well. I was, a, I, was very, I was a strong part of that creative process. And then I said to myself, I said, ah, why can't I be the one <clears throat> directing the videos? But um, as I'm somebody who also believes that, it's very important to get training in whatever you do, whether formal or informal. I decided to go to film school. So I attended the um, New York Film Academy in, in, uh, in Los Angeles. And I did the eight-week filmmaking course, which I felt would give me a strong enough background in all things filmmaking. So from the writing, yeah. to the editing, to the production and directing. So I, I did that mm. in 2015. Uh, came back to Nigeria, uh, helped to start Maven Films at the time, which was uh, responsible for most of the content you see coming out of Maven Records from now up until today. Um, but I wanted to do more. So... I've been working on my own stories. And then somebody said to me, oh, there's this website. It's called Simply Scripts. If you go there, you can find scripts that you can just shoot to practice. You know, so, yeah. I, so I went on the site called Simply Scripts. And I was searching. And a friend of mine called Lekon Afalabi, who worked on movie films at the time, uh, he sent me the script, The Order of Things. So I should take a okay. look at it. So I looked at it. I was like, ah. I like it. I think the story is very relatable. It was written uh, by a writer called uh, Mike Shelton. It was written for an American family about an American family, an American audience, and I felt that. The, but the, the the base of the story was globally relatable. So I reached out yes. to to the writer, Mike Shelton. Mind you, this is way back in 20, 2016. Okay. Okay. 2016. I reached out to Mike Shelton. And we spoke back and forth and accepting that I would like to make the movie that would give me um, an option to make the film. So yeah, he gave me an option for one year that if I don't make the movie within one year, the rights go back to him. Obviously, didn't, didn't make it in one year. Um, but we kept developing the scripts. I got a few friends of mine to work on the script to develop the idea, but yeah. bring it home. Because there were certain nuances or certain dialogue or things that didn't really relate or correlate with the Nigerian or African scene. So we had to modify the story to fit an African um, narrative. I pitched the film to a few production houses, a few, and nobody was taking a bite, especially um, of a musician that says he wants to make film. Everybody feels they can make film. So (laughs) who is this one? Even if you do his father, just a serious, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. You know, but... um, I, we, I kept developing the idea. I keep telling, kept telling people that I was going to make this film. I got this film. I got this film. 
Um, and I think in 20, 2019 or 20, 2019, just before COVID hit, I was um, head of strategy and partnerships for Accelerate TV, which is the YouTube channel owned by Access Bank. And I'd pitched the idea to the team then, but they weren't really going into original productions at the um, film production at the time. Um, and then I started working for um, in, in, in Vivo TV, another online TV platform, and I'd pitched it to them as well, but they weren't uh, doing original production, original movies at the time, or at least they didn't think that it was something yeah. they wanted to go to. But I pitched it to... Um, Mimi, Mimi Bartels at Film One. I think she was head of production at the time. Now, so I think she's That's general so manager bad. also for okay. for Film One Studios or something. So this is like around like 2019, just before COVID. And, you know, COVID hits, everything went haywire, cinema culture went crazy. But in 2021, she hit me up and said, yo, that film that you said you had, are you ready to get it done? I want us to make it and release uh-huh. it in June of 2022. I said, ah, <laughs> how, you know, but, um, so we had a, we had a long conversation and then we came up with a co-production deal between myself, my company, Zero Gravity Studios and, uh, yeah. and film one. And that's, that's how the, the story came about. The, the film came, the production of the film came about, but the, the idea behind the film for me generally was just, um, looking at how in, in, in our culture and in our societies and obviously around the world, there are certain things that, yeah. are, that tradition puts above the other. You have to do this before you do this. This person cannot, you cannot do this because this person yeah. cannot do this. And, you know, some people set an order to things in life. And the idea was to show that, yes, there is an order to things in a global, in a, in a general sense, but the idea is that sometimes you can change that order and still get a good result. Hello? Are we still together? Can, can you hear me okay. now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can okay. hear you. Okay, we will still get to the movie because the movie is an interesting one and I have a lot of questions uh-huh. for you there. But before then, were there any okay. challenges? Why casting for the film? Casting? Um, I think every, every film director, obviously we had a, we had a proposed cast mm-hmm. When we when we wrote the script and when we pitched to to some to, to the production company and for some of the investors, but then obviously there were some issues with availability and budget because some of the actors we wanted to get we couldn't afford at the time. Uh, I think now I can talk about it. We wanted to cast Mr. Macaroni as Demi. If you watch yeah, the film, yeah. So Mr. Macaroni was supposed to play Demi. I think initially Files was supposed to play. Mm. Tunde. Um, I think we had Funke Akindele as the mother. Uh, we had um, who else? Did we I guess Tunde is Timini. Yes, Timini's yes. character. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, anyway, the characters they they were they did more. They actually brought out their A game and all that. They did so well. Yeah, I think. For us, when we did the casting, you know, sometimes you see a man proposes God exactly. We had um, we had all these ideas of what we wanted to do, but obviously, like for the reasons I mentioned, budget and availability of a lot of the actors, um, we couldn't get them at the time. So we had to 
reach out. And I think uh, Timini is one person that I think is one. I, I won't say underrated. If people highly rate him, then I think he's still underrated. I think Timini has a lot of range. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people tend to box him into a one type of character. So I felt it was a good idea to see him playing something slightly different, which wasn't Mr. Playboy, Mr. Hardman. And I think he rose to the challenge. Um, we had, we had, funny enough, we had a, we had two. I don't know if everybody knows Danny Banwell who worked on um, on uh, Gangs of Lagos. He was the Baba, I think, that got that got murdered. He also uh, auditioned for the role of Danny. Was and it was between him oh. and the guy we actually finally ended up choosing. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> Danny Banwell was originally my my choice. I, I wanted him, but um, oh. you know, it's 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 not an island when you when you create. A process, and I think one of the things that, that really impressed me was that Obi Madoibuna, during your his first audition, didn't do really well, but then we gave him some pointers, and he came back, and he literally took everything that we said and delivered the role a lot better. So for me, that was also a strong point to see that this guy can take direction and 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 deliver the role uh, that that we that was required of him. Yeah, Demi actually did so well. Like he's actually my best actor in that movie <laughs> <laughs> and okay this character sophie yeah yeah I, I have had a lot of conversation about this sophie character like people tend to say a lot about what she did about her being the worst person for choosing a girl and trying to pay off just to get married so mm-hmm. some people say she's desperate and some people say a lot but to me i i actually understand that what she did she did for love what do you think so i i i, I like i like that, that 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 particular debate which was one of the the reasons uh we we had that we we wrote the script in that way we wanted yeah. to see cause a conversation the movie is supposed to start a conversation right mm-hmm. and one of the, the lines in the trailer was how far would you go for love right and yeah. that that particular line was centered around um sophie's character sophie yeah <clears throat> the idea was basically she loves this man she wants to be with him but this man mm-hmm. has has a, a thing about doing things at a particular time and he said he wants to get married at 30 and if he doesn't get married at 30 his whole world is going to implode and she understanding that and loving this man, and it's okay, she's going to do everything within her power to make his dream or, or let him stick to the schedule that he set up for himself. Obviously, it's one of those uh, situations where you do a good thing, where you do it the bad way, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and, you know, it's, so it's one of those love-hate relationships. And, and, and that's also the question. You know. She had a great plan, I'm not going to lie, but, you know, obviously <laughs> somebody was going to get hurt in the process. Exactly, exactly. So, um, Dr. C., if your father is still alive, as we all know, your father is the great, great, great legend. So if he's still alive, would you have considered featuring him in any of your movies? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, maybe not this one, but um, definitely it was something that I would have loved to to be able to do. Um, you know, uh, it's, it, the Siri family has a lot of legacy. Um, yeah. I, I played I play the character in a movie called um, The Trade. And for me, it was an honor to have my daughter play a role in that movie as well. She played um, oh. Blossom Chukujeku's daughter in the, in the film as well. So it was probably the first time father and daughter 
in a movie. Well, I don't know maybe the first time. Okay, you you, you said the title of the movie is. Is the trade? It's on. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. The trade, guys. Okay. The trade. The yeah. trade is on Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. So you know, just being able to share that experience with uh, with 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 my offspring was was a was a beautiful experience, and you know that's something that stays you know forever. You know, till till today, I think the only interview I've ever done with my dad was on Teju Babyface's show, and that still lives with me today. Being able to share a stage with him and conversate about uh, the things that we've done. Director Bicycle, I see you. <laughs> so, yes, that's nice. So, as we all know, Nollywood is growing so fast. It's growing. So, how do you rate Nollywood progress so far? Because it wasn't the way it was in the beginning. Now we know there is a lot of changes. So, how do you rate their progress so far? I, I, think, I think, to be honest, um, just like music, Nollywood has grown in, in a lot of ways. The you know I think music music probably got there faster, um, maybe because of the price point. It's not as expensive to make music as it is to make a movie, but um, uh, in, in essence, I think the, the the production value has gone up. The level of of creativity has definitely gone up. And now that we're playing yeah. in a global space, I think that has challenged people to be more to push the boundaries a bit more when it comes to filmmaking and production. It's so funny because that's probably the same thing that happened with music when MTV Bass came to Africa. Um, people upped their production game and, and the way the, the music videos look like and the way the music was made, you know, because we were potentially reaching out to a continental and a global audience. So I think that's probably the same thing that's happened with, um, with, with Nollywood. The production value has gone way up. There are some really amazing titles out there with people doing, doing really, really crazy stuff. And that's even opened up the... the the, the pathway for, for genres like animation uh, and game design. So there's a, there's a lot happening in, in Nigeria at the moment in the creative space. Oh, okay. So um, what advice would you give aspiring filmmakers who are just starting out? Um, I think people, one of the things I experienced is... Um, I'll talk about this. When I went to film school, I went to <clears throat> understand why Hollywood movies were different from, from African movies. And one of the, a few of the things I discovered was this. Work ethic and pre-production. Yeah. And the last one was, was lighting. <clears throat> so those three things were what I took away from... from from film school. I think the work ethic in Hollywood is a lot better. People are, people do their jobs without yeah. egos and without, um, I don't know, if you're you a gaffer, you're a gaffer. Nobody needs to tell you what to do. The gaffer understands the film just as much as the director or the, or the cinematographer or the director of photography. So he knows what he is coming up next. He's done a record. He has a clear understanding of the scene, what needs to be lit. You know, you don't need a director of photography to tell you any and every single thing that you need to do to work. People don't yeah. just sit on their asses waiting to be told what to do. They already, they already know what's coming up next. They are very aware and in tune with the production, you know. Um, and, and, and that helps things to move along, move things move along smoothly. 
Uh, and people also take time to, to study. You know, sometimes you learn um, formally or you can just learn on the job. Be, be passionate about what you do. So that work ethic, first of all, just the way people approach work was very glaring and different to me based from Hollywood to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, what did I mention? Um, uh, I, what I said uh, work ethic. Hello? Pre-production. Yeah, so pre-production. I think we rush our productions. We don't spend enough time planning. Uh, so when you actually get on set, you're making too many changes because what they will tell you in film is that whatever can go wrong usually will go wrong, you know, yeah. in, in film production. So so planning your film, your shots, your location thoroughly. If you take time to plan, you spend less time on production because you have less mistakes. And this pre-production includes not only just recce, uh, location, styling, doing an actual um, uh, test, a, a test in the location to test your lighting, mm-hmm. to, to do your lighting setup, but also um, rehearsals with the actors, giving them enough time to get into character to understand who they want. So that pre-production process is something that I felt was lacking, obviously because people are churning out movies every week. There's a lot of rushing uh, to get production done, and then that spills into the actual production which makes it yeah. a, very, a very difficult and tedious process. Yeah. And then the last thing was obviously lighting. I think the way we 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 light we used to light movies in the past uh, yeah. didn't really give us the best cinematic experience. Some of the lighting is, is a lot better now, but you know back then lighting was a big issue for me. And and light is everything because you see with your eyes and you only see what is lit. Right, so you know, and, and one of the things I didn't like was that we didn't know how to play with shadows uh, in Nigeria. So those things, for me, kind of just showed the difference in in in, in nuance or in culture from yeah. Hollywood to Nigeria. So for me, if I would talk to aspiring filmmakers, the, the thing would be, obviously, if you're making a movie, have the right. If you're working in film, whether you're a gaffer or whatever, you know, lighting, styling, makeup, whatever, have the right work ethic. To your production or to the job that you do, obviously you need to get some form of education and learn to learn and understand, you know, the 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 job that you're doing. Be invested in the film, you know. And I know a lot of these things always boil down to finances and stuff at the end of the day. But um, is that me that's breaking up, or is it Anne that's breaking up? Because I'm not sure. Uh, Musa, are you there? Is it? Can you guys hear me clearly? Because yeah, Anne is from breaking. my end, okay. I can hear you so clearly. Okay, so Anne is breaking up on my side. So okay, yeah, fine. So yeah, and and obviously, you know, um, being you know being part of the production wholeheartedly from the beginning, not just thinking about your own part as the gaffer or the makeup artist or the, or the director of photography, but how me? the entire production is going is going to. We can hear you now. You're breaking up for a bit. Are you there? Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. And um I know that finances are an you issue. Can hear me. We can hear you now. Okay. Uh I know that finances are always an issue, but I think from my experience, if you have a good product, um it'll always speak for itself and the finances will follow. 
we talked about Russian production. Can you tell us how long it took it? Uh, I lost you again, darling. How long it took me to... And then it's gone. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, can you hear me now? I know. Showers of blessings. Okay. Can you tell us how yes, long I can it hear. took so me to, to, to make this film? So, how many days, so, months? Obviously, weeks? you can tell the, the, script, the, script, the, the script development process took a while. Yeah. Um... But from the time we started um, actual pre-production, I think we did pre-production for about from December oh. till about April, which is about four months. And Ooh. then we shot for a total of, I think, uh, 11, no, seven weeks. Wow. Which is about, about a, month, a month and a half. I would have liked it to be a bit longer, but I think some things were rushed. Obviously, this is a budget question because you have more money, you can pay people for longer, you can make your career for longer, and you don't have to tie things or push things back to back to back to back. So, yeah, there's that. Ha, and this your network is uh, not allowing you to be great. Uh, this this is this is Nigeria for us. <laughs> Am I in now? Yes, you're in now. Okay, I said in. I believe the problem of most of the filmmaking is that they don't actually take time. Like they are always in a rush. They don't take days. As you mentioned, it took you eleven whole weeks. Okay, 11 weeks to make a very wonderful movie. So I just believe that is the key to making a good movie. Yeah, but there's, a, there's also a flip side to that. In the sense that it, it costs a lot of money to keep a crew together for 11 weeks. Right? And right yeah. now, these days, cinema goers are not watching every single... The amount of money you make from cinema doesn't always cover your cost. Because Nigerians only watch a certain type of movie. The movie-watching culture in Nigeria is not as um, as broad as it is globally. People will go to the movies to watch a love story, you know. But <clears throat> Nigerians watch movies based on who the actor is. or Sometimes if you see a good trailer, if you see a good story, or even word of mouth, the, the movie-going culture is not... I, I don't even... I, I don't know. It, it wasn't... It's not as exciting as I would like it to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Certain movies do extremely well, but the, the average is not very encouraging. So, first of all, before you start even thinking about how much you're going to make, how much you spend is directly linked to what, what they feel the movie is going to make. And obviously, everybody wants to be safe because it's a business at the end of the day. Exactly. So, you're kind of constrained to what you can do or how long you can spend shooting. Uh, based on the budget and the potential revenue. Yeah. Okay. So, Dr. Phil, um, what, what would you do differently if you had to go back and do it again? Ooh, I'd probably get more money. <laughs> I probably wouldn't send the movie to cinema. I would probably go straight to streaming. Oh. 
Okay, you all can hear that. Okay. No, because uh, like I said, it's not it's not that I don't want it to be a cinema hit. Yeah. It's just that the movie going culture in Nigeria, I don't think we've recovered from the pandemic. I don't think people go to the cinema as much. And then people go into the cinema. Like, my movie was in the cinema for two months. I'll probably ask everybody here, how many people watch my movie in the cinema? You guys are only talking to me now because the movie's on Netflix, but it actually was in the cinema in June of 2022. So that just buttresses my point. Oh. So that is nice. What else should we be expecting from you? Any other projects? I'm um I'm working on a few things. I'm working on an animated series called uh, Moji. We have um I'm Moji. doing it in, in, in collaboration with the some with the amazing people from Zane Studios. If you go on um on YouTube right now, we do have like a teaser pilot episode on there which we just put out to kind of showcase what we're doing, but we're still developing the extended story and the cinema. So Moji is a full 3D animated uh, show about uh, a character who is fighting for peace and unity in the land. I think it has a lot of moral undertones and something that people need to to, uh, experience. I'm currently developing um, the script and story for my next film, which I'm super excited about. Mm, uh, I am I'm also very, excited, very excited for you. <laughs> I'm very, very, I mean, I can't go lie, I'm super excited about that one. It's a, <laughs> it's a, everyone who's heard the story is, is blown away oh. by what, what, it, what it can be. Um, so we should be I'm also working it, on directing, oh yeah, I'm also working on directing um, uh, a, a, a biopic uh, for, for a prominent uh, Nigerian uh, designer. So we're, we're, we're in talks about me directing that. Uh, and then I'm, I'm just literally focused on my gaming uh, career with my company, Contender. Oh, okay. That is nice. We're looking forward to see more, 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 more of your movies, of your nice movies, actually. Because this movie, Order of Things, is actually a superb. You guys, I don't know if you all have seen it, but if you're out there mm-hmm. and you've not seen Order of Things, please rush to Netflix and watch this movie. Because the storyline is everything. I don't even want to say much about it so that I won't give them hints about it. Just go to Netflix and watch this movie <laughs> and you will love it. You will love it. So, Dr. C, thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. It's actually an no, honor to no have you. <laughs> there are more questions to come. No, people can so, ask questions now. Yes, yes. There are more questions come from other people. So we can accept right. questions now from anybody. You can just get in and ask any questions. Ah, they don't want questions. to ask questions. Question. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. I think no, you can raise, you can raise your hand or request, or request to be a, <laughs> a speaker for a second if you have anything to say. I'm happy to answer yeah. questions about anything. Okay, if they don't have any questions, I'm actually going to be hitting, hitting all this movie, other of things. Another character, another wonderful character that I must recommend is Demi's character. Demi actually did a lot. He did so well. I love his character. I love the fact that he decided to do what will favor his brother at the end. You know, fam- so, family, uh, family is very important, um, 
Yeah. You know, a lot of times we make decisions, you know, for our family, either our siblings or, or our children. And I think with Danny's motivation, he had also realized that, you know, he also needed to make a change for himself, you know, and, you know, what could he possibly lose? So if this is going to help my brother, <clears throat> he's always been there for me, you know, I might as well. And the fun fact that I just want to mention as a side note, um, which is also where I always like to talk about this. When we were making the film, we were about two weeks to submitting the final copy to the cinema. About a week to submitting the final copy to the cinema. And we had been speaking to an animation company yeah. to uh, help us with the opening sequence of the film. But they kept messing up the character design. So yeah. five days to the to us submitting the final copy, I had to go on YouTube to learn how to use Unreal Engine to create the animated sequence that you see in the beginning of the movie, the title sequence. So I actually did that myself in four days. Um, it's probably not the best animation you see out there, but it was something that I actually enjoyed making, and I'm very proud of the fact that I could pull it off. Wow. And it's just one of those things that goes to show the people that anything you put your mind to, you can achieve it. Because when, when the movie, at the premiere, when the animated segment came up, the movie had a standing ovation. And I was, I was, very, that was a very, very proud moment for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, actually, um, you said the character of Dami is a family thing that, but I believe that it's not everybody, it's not every family member that would want to do what they don't want to do because of the other person. Uh, yeah, that's true, but at the end of the day, it's literally, if you check, he wasn't interested in the beginning. And when looking back at certain situations, which, if you watch the film, we had an opening sequence that was set in 2011, and then we kind of justified that sequence at the end of the film when we went back to see exactly um, what happened. You know, so... It was. It was also. It's also a movie about brotherly love, and people, you know, sticking yeah, together through yeah. thick and thin. So, so we, you know, there's a setup and payoff with that. Okay. So, Doctor Sid, can you share with us how you develop your ideas for films? So, I'm talking about the one I'm working on now. Okay. The idea pretty much was. Um, I like to create like this. This the genre I'm I'm working on right now is action comedy, and that's because I feel like people need laughter in their lives. But I also like to pass a message in my movies. Um, so there's a very strong on on undertone about unity, and that's a core message in, in the film I'm working on right now. And the idea was to think about what would people think or do in a particular situation. Or what would majority of people think or do in a particular situation? Because I like to make my movies relatable. I want you to watch the film and go, yes, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Or yes, that's what I would do. So the movie I'm working on right now is, is, is based on a, on a very popular idea that a lot of Nigerians have but don't necessarily voice out loud. Um, and then from then, you know, it was about building, building the story and the character. So what I do is... I would get an idea, I would write it down, I would expand it from just an idea into like a log line, 
Then I would yeah. write the story from beginning to end in like a one one page. Wow. So like how how I would describe the story to somebody. So the guy came, started from here, he went here, he did this, he did that, da 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 da. So once I get that, I would now expand that using the three act three act um, structure to break the movie down into different aspects yeah, to yeah. give it a certain level of pacing and and flow. You know, with the you know, if, if everybody's um, in, in film, like you, you obviously understand the three act structure, um, and then using that, I would now um, work on some dialogue, but then I would usually prefer to get uh, writers involved who would do the the writing of the dialogue, more the script uh, aspect, and then have my input in that because I think film making a film is one of the most collaborative uh, things that. Uh, that can be done, and I think getting enough people involved gives the film enough um, authenticity and allows you to have more ideas into the pot. So when you know yeah. that when different people are going to watch it, there's a lot of um, views that went into creating this one story. Yeah. Oh, okay, Dr. Said. Um, about the order of things, was it based on life story, true life story? True life story. I mean, no. the order of thing was it based on true life story? No, it wasn't. Not, not, not for me. I mean, I do have one instance in my life which I would probably say I had. I was in that situation. I think I was in, I was in primary school, and I was supposed to go and do. I know I was in secondary school, and I was supposed to go and do O levels or A levels. Oh. I was just going to do O-levels, uh, UK, U- UK O-levels. And my older brother did A-levels and he did not pass. So my father said, if my brother cannot pass that one, me, I cannot pass. So he didn't even bother to put me in for the O-levels. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that was one of the things where, you know, if your older brother didn't do something, you can't do it, you know, came into play. But, uh, you know, it, it's just an experience that I, I relate to the film in that way. How you financed the film? How I financed the film? Um, yeah. So the movie was a co-production with Film One. Um, okay. I also uh, I financed it with some of my personal money. I also had um, people invest. Uh, I had investors who who came together who believed in the idea and put money down to bring it to fruition. Oh. Lots of friends and family. So, can you sh- what was the budget? What was the budget for the, the budget? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed. I don't have a problem. To say to that. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem saying it. But I honestly, at this particular point in time, don't know if I'm legally allowed to say it. If that makes any sense. So, because I don't have an actual um, confirmation of whether I can or can't, I won't. But it was less than 100 million and above 50.
And we have lost you again. Can you hear me? Yes, you can hear me now. Yeah. Where do you see our film, our Nollywood film in the next five years coming? I'm coming. Um, hold on one second. <clears throat> Next five years. Yeah. I, I think it's going to keep growing. I think it's going to keep growing. I think there's a, a, a large opportunity for growth uh, in the industry. And um, hold on a second. Okay. I think there's a lot of room for growth, and uh, it's going to keep growing. Can you can see the kind of films people are already doing right now? Yes, exactly. Um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Sorry, I actually have to jump on another call. So if there are no questions, if there are no questions, um, I I have to dip. Uh, Are there any questions? I probably have like four minutes. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay. In like... Okay, I can't really hear her. Can you hear can't me? Hear anymore. Okay. I can hear you now. Okay, I did me here for a second. I just want to say thank you to everyone for coming through and I appreciate um you having me on this platform. Um I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, And I uh, look forward to having more look forward to having more um conversations like this in the future. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much for sharing this wonderful story. I believe it has impacted a lot in our life. So thank you very much for sharing. We appreciate it. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Have a good day, guys. All right. Thank you, sir.